Here he is, my dear, dear friend. I love him dearly, Arthur Idala. Arthur, good morning. How are you, pal? So I, I got to make you guys laugh. So as all of our wives do, right, I get the complaints that I'm always on the phone, right? I'm always on the phone. I know you get it. You're, oh, you're all the time. I'm addicted. By the way, by the way, I'm an addict, but I must tell you that to be completely honest, Danielle is on the phone twice as much as me, but I'm the addict, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. So this past week, it was the kids are off, so we're down in Florida, and, and I promised to you know, lay off the phone as much as possible. So I'm, like, sneaking little, like, looks at the New York Post and here and then. I just look down, and I go, holy cow, Joe Flacco died. <laughs> <laughs> we did the same thing yesterday. We thought it was Joe Flacco, I swear. But uh, the bird I mean, is ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. Listen, before we talk about Galen Maxwell, I got to tell you, because I, I, you're talking about Seth Myers. Let me tell you something. I, I here's the insight, and then you're talking about Dershowitz. All in like two minutes a, a minute ago. There, I, I've had two Passover seders at Dershowitz's house, sitting across from Seth Myers. I know his wife, his in-laws. I've been to their house. Very, very, very like nice people. Okay, men. Trump, and then and then Allen represents Trump. They don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> Allen spoke. Yeah. Allen spoke at Seth's wedding. Yeah. Made the speech. Yeah. Made the toast. Whatever you Jewish folks call it, doesn't talk to him anymore. Unreal. So you know the wise guy I am. I go to visit Allen in the summer of 2022, and in the vineyard, he and I are sitting outside the what they call it the porch, the general store in Shilmark, and. Here comes Seth Myers to pick up his order. And, again, I only know him from sitting at Satan's with Alan. I'm sitting right next to Alan, and here comes Seth, and I'm not going to let it go by. Hey, Seth, what's going on? Arthur Idala, good to see you again. And Alan is three feet, three inches away from me, and Seth and I have a conversation, and he never acknowledges Alan wow. whatsoever. Wow. For one reason, not because of any of the stupid, nonsensical accusations about you know Jeffrey Epstein and, and Alan. No, because he represented Trump. Insane in the membrane. I know. Listen, listen, Alan. For one minute, all he does is, if Trump's not around, I don't know. Seth Meyers' show should go off the air because all he does every segment is beating up on Donald. Well, I know. Well, they all do that. I mean, they all do it. No, 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 not as much as Seth. Every single segment is beating up on Donald Trump. No, I get it. Look, and, and Alan's in a tough spot because Alan's wife, who's lovely, lovely. She hates Trump as much as anybody hates Trump, as much as Seth Meyers hates Trump. So Alan could never, ever defend Trump again. Alan, I don't know how he gets away with coming on this show and saying nice things about, well, say nice things, at least from a legal standpoint. He certainly sympathizes with Donald Trump. But forget about Seth Meyers, his own wife. She despises Donald Trump. She hates him. And then you start to see... I was at their house on election night when Trump won. I was at Dershowitz's house, his apartment in Sutton Place, and they were—I'll they were, make you laugh—in the the main their living room, right on this huge screen. I believe was was CNN. Then in the bedroom, which we were allowed to go into, on like a, a 50-inch TV was MSNBC. And I swear to God, in the bathroom on this 13-inch TV was Fox News. Right? Oh, that's funny. So yeah. I'm the only guy I'm the only guy in the bathroom watching Fox News. But when, <laughs> yeah. when Trump won and I go out, all of all of Caroline Allen's wife's friends, they, yeah. the, like, I'm not exaggerating, they are crying. Like, know. you know, when she beat Hillary, like tears are coming down their face. But, you know, with that being said... Alan's got chutzpah, man, on another level. And let me tell you something. 
Ghislaine Maxwell. I went and met her. I've, I've been, we've been representing her for a while on her appeal. I went and met her and tying this into Alan Dershowitz, what she volunteered without me, I met with her for six hours in prison, without me saying anything, she was talking about how the, 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 the myth of the mythical nature of Jeffrey Epstein has gotten so out of control since he's dead and no one's there to correct the narrative. And she's basically saying so much of it is absolute BS. And she said, she was, this whole thing about Dershowitz being with women in six different places, six different times. She goes, it's absolute. And she cursed, you know, basically BS. She's like, people are just making things up. They just are not true. And um, she's like, but no one's there. No one's going to, no one's going to defend Jeffrey Epstein. And by the way, she made clear that Jeffrey Epstein's not a good guy. She wasn't like saying he's a sweetheart, but I mean, that ruined Alan's life, that, that accusation by Virginia Jufre saying that Alan did something. And now you have Ghislaine Maxwell, who the feds tried to break Sydney. I mean, they tried to break. They treated her worse when she was presumed innocent than the guy in Russia who they just killed. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, no. I'm not even, I'm not even joking, bro. Yeah. I mean, they used CIA torture tactics on her because they wanted her to break down and be like, oh, yes, and Clinton was there, and Al Gore was there, and Al Dershowitz was right. there, and it didn't happen because it wasn't true. But, it, it, I mean, those accusations by that woman absolutely destroyed a couple of people's lives. And, and it, it said, you know, it set Alan back, you know, way back. And, again, without me asking her about it, she volunteered and said it's absolute I almost cursed. Absolute BS. Um, and, uh, you know, let me tell you something. Prison is it's not where anybody wants to be. You know, we have these television shows that glorify it. I have no problem telling you, Sid, walking in there and it's a woman's prison. I'm in Tallahassee, Florida. And I'm, you know, I know for a fact that I'm walking out and I'm leaving. Y your stomach is still like, it's different than going to like Rikers Island or the Brooklyn House of Detention because there's a lot more action in those places because that's where people are, again, they're detainees, they're not prisoners, they're waiting to go to trial, they're waiting to have their day in court, and they're just held in on bail. And there's a lot of family members visiting them, and yeah, they said, a lot of lawyers going in and out, social workers. This is like desolate mm. in the middle of nowhere. Mm. There's barbed wire everywhere you look. And you like walk in there, and there's like there's no one around. And like they knew, oh, they're like, oh, you're the lawyer, yeah, you're here for Maxwell. Okay, and then you know, they basically stop short of strip searching you. You know, take off your shoes, your belt, like everything on your body, basically, wow. except your t-shirt and underwear. And you know, then you just go, and there's just bars everywhere. It's just cold. And then you know, the big the big perk when you get to go when you visit one of these prisoners is there's a vending machine, and you're allowed to bring in singles. And you're allowed to give people, you know, things that they can't eat on the inside, like potato chips and, and a Snickers bar. You know, uh, just sometimes people have, oh, prison, what, you know, what's the big deal? Trust me, man, I, you know, I, I, I was, when you walk out of, like, when I walk out of there, you almost want to get on your hands and knees and kiss the ground. Yeah, of course, because, of course. You know, it, it is not where you want to be. This is our famed defense attorney, Arthur Idala. That was a pretty intense story. I do want to get to one more story before we hop off here. Uh, we talked about Trump earlier during this conversation, and he's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Yesterday, uh, his attorneys 
the notice of appeal on that $454 million civil uh, penalty that was uh, laid on him by that horrible judge and the racist attorney general. Uh, that's uh, one thing. The other thing is, now the other racist, the DA, Alvin Bragg, he uh, he wants to put a gag order on Trump because he's worried that Trump is going to intimidate the jurors. From a legal standpoint, between James and Bragg, two stories not exactly good for Trump, but continues to show you just how corrupt these people are. Well, the the, the Bragg the gag order, um, it's a 300 and I think 331 page motion. Just for folks to know, like motions are usually like 20 pages. Um, I'm assuming the motion is actually 20 pages and then there's 311 pages of uh, documentation of all of Trump's rants beating up on Judge Engeron and his law secretary and then the judge in Washington. Right, but you should do. You know, right, but you should so, do. Right. so all they're saying is, that, you know, they're going to put it under the uh, umbrella of witness intimidation. And you got you can't let him talk about this because it's witness intimidation, except they're asking that Trump not say any bad about the prosecutor. He's allowed to rag on Bragg. They didn't protect Bragg in this, in this request for a gag order, but the exact prosecutor's or the staff of the DA's office, or the staff of the judge. Let me tell you something. They did this with us in the Harvey Weinstein trial. And, you know, we weren't allowed to talk about it. And, quote, unquote, neither was the prosecutor. So what happened was every day, yeah, we didn't talk about it. The prosecutor didn't talk about it. But you had um, Gloria Allred going out there and beating the hell out of us. You had Doug Wigdor going out there and beating the hell out of us. And we'd go in and say, judge, they went out and they just crushed us. And we're not allowed to say anything. Oh, well, I'm, they're not under my control. They're not litigants in the case. So they get surrogates to do the, the DA's office gets surrogates to do their dirty work, so to speak, for them. And they'll figure out a way to, to dirty up Trump. 